All right, good morning to each one. Glad to be here this morning and to, again, look into the Word of God. As we uh, have come together, it seems like, you know, from, from one week to the next, we, uh, I don't know about you, but I look forward to these times of being recharged and renewed and strengthened from the Word. And so this morning, first of all, as I, as I think about, first of all, thinking about uh, my growing up days, um, and this, this kind of has, uh, leads into the message, and I've entitled this message this morning, Three Things You Cannot Do Without. Three things you cannot do without. Now, as I think back about, you know, in my growing up years, my days of being at home, um, there were a lot of things that we didn't have. You know, it was back in the days of, uh, there was no cell phone. There was no, uh, you know, we didn't have electricity. We didn't have indoor plumbing we didn't have bathrooms um, and there were just a whole host of things that we didn't have we grew up on the bare minimum you know my dad worked for a local company uh, actually right here in town and he made uh, a dollar and a quarter an hour and uh, he said uh, I remember him saying how he got a 10 cent raise when he was moved from one department to the next. And uh, he, he was moved into engineering and he got a 10 cent raise. And he thought that was just really, really something, making $1.35 an hour. And uh, I, I remember, you know, going with my family, my mo mom and dad, to, to uh, Graybill, to the old Souder store. Uh, there was no other grocery store in town and this Souder store was a general store and you could go in there and you could get everything from groceries to boots to hats to clothes to you know all kinds of things and that's where mom and dad would do their shopping there was no Meyer, there was no Walmart there was no uh, you know the stores like we got today but anyway <clears throat> um, there's a quote by a man, I forget what his name is, he, who said, you are not rich because of what you own, but what you can do without. And uh, I thought that was very true. And this morning, as we're going to look at this uh, idea and these thoughts, these things of, uh, that you cannot do without, I trust that it speaks to your heart this morning as well. First of all, in Psalm 23, what, is, what, is, what does he tell us there? He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Um, and we spoke two weeks ago, we spoke about not be found wanting um, or in need or, uh, you know, without funds, but that we are strong in our relationship in the Lord Jesus Christ. John 10 calls the shepherd, the good uh, Jesus, the good shepherd. In uh, Hebrews, that writer there in chapter 13 calls him the great shepherd. 
And then Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5, calls him the chief shepherd. And uh, that's, uh, that's who we want to look at and uh, want to recognize the good shepherd. And that's, that's who we want to follow this morning. I shall not want. <clears throat> he has given us everything. The Lord has provided everything. We lack nothing. Even back in the days of my upbringing, my home, my home life, you know, as a young boy, uh, you know, we lacked nothing. We always had food. Even though back then, you know, my dad only made $1.25, $1.35 an hour. He was buying an 80-acre farm. And, but there was always food on the table. We lacked nothing. <clears throat> and I praise God for that this morning. God blessed them <clears throat> abundantly. And so as we think about the gift of God that he has provided, Psalms 29 verse 11 says, The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. He also, he also talks about abundance. Psalm 119 verse 165 says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Perfect, like a river, passeth understanding. Philippians 4 verse 7, The peace of God which passeth all understanding will do what? It shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's the, the, the plan. That's, you know, we have, we, we lack nothing. We have all that we need. Isaiah 26, 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. And so, this morning, if you are, if you are in need, if you are lacking, you know, look to the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Now, there are many things in this life that we need. And I've listed a few. Number one, for an example, gravity. Think about gravity this morning. If there was no gravity, if there was no gravity, the air would leap into outer space. Boom, gone. And we would be like, Falling tumbleweeds. Going everywhere. Every which direction. We need gravity. We need air. Oxygen. The average person can, can uh, only be without air for three minutes, they say. Even though there was a certain individual that I think was underwater and, and was underwater for like 24 minutes. He held his breath for 24, which is the world record. I, I don't know how he did that. I don't know how he did that. But anyway, the, the average person, you, you have, you know, within three minutes, you got to have air. Food. The average is three weeks that you can survive without food. There's been people that have gone longer. Water, they say three days. Within three days, you've got to have water. These are things that we need. The sun, even though it's not shining. But if the sun was to disappear, the earth and the other planets would retain their, 
forward motion. It would stop. Things would come to a halt. The moon, life as we know it, wouldn't be able to survive if the moon disappeared. And so these are things that we need. These are things that we need. You know, and as I think about society today, there are people that go shopping for things they don't need. They go shopping because they've seen a sale, an ad in the ad paper, and it was so much off, and they could buy it for... They don't need it. They just bought it because it was on sale, and to say, I have one. There are many things in this world that we, that we sometimes want, and many times we don't get it. You know, I remember growing up as a young boy, I remember uh, there was a lot of things that I, that I dreamed of and that I wanted and that I looked forward to. One was to be out of school. <laughs> I think everybody did that. But you know what? That day soon came, and now I wish sometimes I'd be back in school. That'd be a good old days. <clears throat> I dreamed of having my own horse and buggy. Man, how nice that would be. I'd have my own horse. I could go wherever I wanted. Once I got my own horse and buggy, then you know what? I started talking or, or, or thinking and dreaming about, about having a girlfriend. I wonder who this girl would be, you know? And soon I had a girlfriend, and then we started talking about being a wife. You know, wanting a wife. I wanted a job. A house, children, you know, the list goes on and on. Things that we wanted. Enough money to retire. <clears throat> but this morning, we want to talk about three things that you cannot do without. The first one, the first one that we're going to talk about this morning is in Hebrews 9.22. And it's the blood. Hebrews 9.22 says, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. <clears throat> this morning, brothers and sisters, we cannot do without blood. Without the blood. They say that the average human body has five liters of blood. Five coats of blood, or however you want to say. And this blood, these five liters of blood, circulate three times through your body every minute. And in that minute, red blood cells regenerate from bone marrow at a rate of four to five billion per hour. Totally astounding. When you think about how God has created this body of ours. That's why he says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, the question comes to us, what does the blood do? Well, it's a vitally important fluid for the body. <clears throat> it's heavier than water and it's sticky. And they say that the average person has 10% um, of your body weight is blood. 
So if you're a 200 pound person, there's 20 pounds of blood. It's the blood. We cannot do without the blood. <clears throat> Why does forgiveness or remission require the shedding of blood? While it's no arbitrary decree on the part of God, there is no greater symbol of life than blood. Blood keeps us alive. And as I thought about this, as I was studying this, it's a very vital, important uh, part. Did you know that the temperature of the blood is always one degree higher than your body temperature? Didn't know that until I was studying for this. And there are three things. As you think about the blood and what it does, it transports oxygen from the lungs to the cells of the body in just a matter of seconds. Perpetually, continually, never stopping until we take our last breath. It regulates. It helps to keep certain things in the body in balance. High blood pressure, low blood pressure, you know, it has to be right. If they're out of whack, then we experience some problems. We experience some, some, uh, some issues. We're either sick or, you know, we, we, we kind of have contracted a, a disease or something to cause that blood pressure, low blood pressure, high blood, you know, things to go out of whack. But it's created in such a way that it is designed to help maintain the body and the temperature of the body and, and, and uh, all of the organs and, and all that. And so, it, number one, it transports oxygen. Number two, it regulates. And number three, it protects. Did you know that the blood in your body protects your body? This involves solid parts of the blood, such as blood platelets and various substances that are dissolved in the blood plasma. If, for an example, a blood vessel is damaged, these parts of the blood, they stick together. Or we call it clotting. It clots very quickly and makes sure that a scrape or a cut or some kind of wound, it, 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 uh, it stops the bleeding and prevents large amounts of blood loss. And you know, just that sheer fact of protecting us in that way got me to thinking. That's why it's so important that we cannot do without the blood because it protects our body and as we look at the scriptures in Exodus chapter 12 very familiar setting there we all have read that scripture it says there in verse 13 and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are and when I see the blood I will pass over and the plague shall not be upon you 
to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. When the death angel was to come that night, they had told them to take a lamb, a, a lamb without blemish or spot, and to slay it, and to take the blood, and to apply it to the door, top of the door and to the side of the door, so that when the death angel would pass over and he would see the blood, he would spare the family, spare the home. There was protection there. There was protection there for the family. And brothers and sisters, this morning, that's how it is even today yet. When the blood of Jesus is applied to our hearts, to our homes, to our children, there's protection there. Because in Jesus and through Jesus, we can be saved. He will spare us. The blood will keep us alive spiritually. <clears throat> you know, and when that, when Jesus sees the blood, the blood and knows that the blood is applied, that's what matters. It's not because of our works, not because of what church we go to or what color our skin is, but because the blood of Jesus has been applied to your life. Exodus chapter 30, verse 10, it talks there about the atonement about Aaron and how you shall make an atonement upon the horn of it once in a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonements. And he says, once in the year shall he make atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy unto the Lord. <clears throat> Zechariah talked about the same thing. He talked about a covenant. In chapter 9, verse 11, As for thee also, he says, By the blood of the covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit, wherein is no water. <clears throat> you know, back in the Old Testament times, covenants were made with blood. When there, was a, when there was a certain thing that was being talked about or agreed upon or covenant was made, it was blood that was put on the covenant that sealed it. That it would stand. <clears throat> and so yes. This morning. <clears throat> as we think about the blood. It's very important. We cannot do without it. Hebrews 9 verse 7 says. But unto the second. <clears throat> went the high priest alone. Once every year. Not without blood. Which he offered for himself. And for the heirs of the people. Once a year, the high priest would go into the holies of holies to offer up sacrifice for the sins of the people. It was a very sacred, serious situation. Very, you know, only the priest could go in there. The most holy place was the most sacred spot on the earth for the Jews. Only the high priest could enter. Everyone else was forbidden. <clears throat> it was a very holy place it was serious and God was serious and he's still serious even today <clears throat> I was doing a little reading yesterday as I thought about blood 
<coughs> and blood covenant, the atonement with blood and, and how the blood was applied to the side posts and to the top of the door and different things. And I ran across this article about the Aztec Indians in um, Mexico back in the late 1300s, 1400s, into, I think, 1521. The Aztec Indians were, they were uh, bloodthirsty warriors. They were evil in the things that they'd done. And it said in there that they sacrificed 20,000 people a year. 20,000 people a year. You know, they were well known for their architectural things and their artistic uh, accomplishments and things like that. But they were very evil in the things that they'd done. 20,000 human lives a year that they would sacrifice. They were bloodthirsty. Praise God this morning that we don't have to do those kind of things. And I was reading also, and I don't remember what the name of the guy was, <clears throat> as we think about our flag, the flag of the United States, United States flag, the red, white, and blue, there's red, seven red stripes and there's six white stripes, and what they stand for. And I found this interesting. The red stripe stood for valor and bravery. And the one individual said, uh, and I believe it stands for the blood that was shed for the freedom that we have today. And I thought that was commendable. You know, as we think about the things that we cannot do without, the blood is a very vital part of our lives. May God help us this morning that we make sure that the blood is applied. My Lord Jesus Christ. The second one that we cannot do without is faith. What does Hebrews 11 verse 6 tell us? It says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We cannot do without faith. Well then, we probably have those that come to it. Well, what is faith? What is faith? It is believing and receiving what God has revealed. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We cannot do without it. We have to have faith. This morning, no matter where you are, whoever you are, you have faith in something. There is something that you have faith in. And I trust this morning that it is the faith in the true living God. We have a number of scriptures. And we're not going to by far get through all these. Uh, that we would have time to go through all these this morning. But by faith 
the Bible tells us Noah moved with fear what did he do he prepared an ark for to save his house I don't believe this morning that Noah knew the extent or the the uh, the size of what God was asking him to do but it was by faith that Noah started building the ark God gave him the blueprint God showed him how wide and how long and how tall and, and everything to put in it and it was by faith that Noah began constructing this ark it was for 120 years and through these 120 years I cannot imagine for the life of me the, the criticism and the condemnation that he faced from the people because it hadn't up to that day it had not rained yet and they didn't know what he was even talking about when he would explain to them and preach to them and teach to them and tell them <clears throat> that there's going to be a great flood <clears throat> Noah had faith and he moved with fear the Bible says and I believe this morning that's how it is with you and I we need to have that faith that we move with the fear of God and do what he has commanded us and told us by faith Abraham was called to go out into a place which after receiving an inheritance somewhere where he had never been before he didn't even know about the land totally <clears throat> unfamiliar with what was there what he was going to face what he was going to endure everything the Bible tells us by faith Abraham was called to go into a place and he went and he went the Bible says I marvel at these great men of faith and sometimes I get to thinking about my faith you know is my faith such that if God would tell me that I need to do something or go somewhere do you know that I would do what he has told me to do Bible tells us that through faith Sarah what happened she received strength to conceive seed up until a certain age what was she almost a hundred years old 90 90 some years old she received strength to conceive seed and then the Bible tells us that these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off <clears throat> what did the apostles say when they were walking with Jesus in Luke 17 verse 5 it says there that the apostles said unto the Lord increase our faith increase our faith and I believe this morning that should be our prayer that should be our desire 
That should be our motto. Lord, increase our faith. So how do we get it? How do we get it? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, So then faith, what? Cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if you are here this morning, and if you are listening to this message, and you want to know how to get faith, get into the word of God. Listen to the word of God. Hear the word of God. Paul tells us also in Galatians 5 verse 6. For in Jesus Christ. Neither circumcision availeth anything. Nor uncircumcision. But faith. Which worketh by love. 1 John 5 4. For whatsoever is born of God. Overcometh the world. And he says there that this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So this morning, as we have applied the blood, we know we cannot live without blood. The blood of Jesus Christ that has been applied to our hearts and to our lives. And then we say, Lord, increase our faith. What a great combination. That's why Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, verse 16, it is our defensive weapon. He says there above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able, what? To quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. When we have this ammunition, when the blood has been applied, and when the faith has been increased and is strengthened, we would be able to fight the, the uh, fight of faith, the good fight of faith, where he says there to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. <clears throat> James 1, verse 5 and 6. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, it shall be given him. Then in verse 6, it says, but let him ask in faith. But let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. You don't want to be that individual that is tossed to and fro and about with every wind of doctrine. But that you want to be that individual that is grounded in the blood of Jesus Christ and in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ and that nothing can detour you or take you away from what he has uh, <clears throat> is leading you to. For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So remember this morning, it is a gift of God. <clears throat> the third one is in John 15 5 there's a number of scriptures there <clears throat> it's me Jesus 15 5 
What does he say there? I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. He goes on to say, if a man abide not in me, what happens? He is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burnt. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. The Bible tells us by their fruits ye shall know them. And notice here John says every branch that beareth not fruit what would happen to it? It said it is cast forth and is withered and cast into the fire and they're burnt. Now you know my wife has some artificial fruit stuff in a bowl and it's pretty it looks real it almost looks like you could take it and eat it but it's not real it's not the real fruit I believe this morning that there are many who look like Christians. There are many who act like Christians, but they are not real Christians because they have not had the blood applied, they have not had their faith increased, and they are not abiding in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when my wife brings in grapes and oranges and bananas and, and those kind of things and we're sitting there, when you eat of that, there's nourishment there. There is satisfaction there. It brings, it brings, um, oh, can't think of the right word now, to the body. There's, there's, there's you know, our our taste buds are satisfied and but with that artificial stuff it will never do that <clears throat> and so this morning by their fruit you shall know them John tells us also in chapter 17 verse 23 that says I in them and thou in me talking about being in Jesus that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me has loved them as thou hast loved me. That's how you be able to tell. Paul says also in Romans 8 verse 38 he says I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principality powers nor things present nor things to come the next verse goes on into saying, Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall what? Be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I trust this morning that that is what is within us that will never allow us to be separated from the love of God.
verse 4 of chapter 15. I saved that for last. He says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Just as the branch, the vine that is attached to the branch, it cannot bear fruit if it's not attached to the branch. And so it is with you and I this morning, if we are not attached to the vine, and that Jesus Christ is in our life. And so this morning, three things that you cannot do without. Number one, it's the blood. Number two, it's our faith in God. And number three, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. If we, you and I, if all of us, desire and our goal is to go to heaven, these are a must. These are a must. There are many other things that you, uh, that you desire, that you do without, or you know, can do with or without, but these three are a must. That's why John 1 verse 3 says, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. It's all through him. One more verse in closing. Paul says in Ephesians 3 verse 9, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things by Christ Jesus Christ. This morning, it's only through Jesus Christ and the blood that was shed at Calvary that you and I can get to heaven. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's why Jesus had to shed his blood. It was through the blood for you and I, for your sins and mine. May God help us as we go from here. Heavenly Father,